All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 36 of the Quality Control Show. Uh, as always, it's your hosts, Solomon and Zach. And we're going to be talking about something that kind of took us by surprise. Uh, Zach, what are we going to be discussing? Today, we're going to be talking about the brand new anime that came out on Netflix called Cyberpunk Edge Runners. It's a video game adaptation anime, similar to something like Arcane, um, where they made an anime about the video game Cyberpunk 2077. Which, which we have reviewed. Know. Yes, go check out the review on that if you haven't. Um, a lot of people probably know that that game's launch was highly controversial and really rocky uh, in terms of like a technical performance standpoint. Um, and I was personally really surprised, I guess, that they were creating a show about it. But yeah, well, the, the lore is cool. And the yeah. stories are cool that you can do inside this universe. So if you've listened to that episode, you'll know that our favorite part about cyberpunk was the world building. So when I saw that they were making a show about it, I was actually pretty excited because like gameplay aside, like the world is great. So further fleshing that out was a really interesting prospect. Um, I really want to know just right because Zach and I haven't talked about this at all. Zach, what did you think of the show? Just like gut reaction. Reaction, I would say it was pretty good. Um... There are some things that are, like, actually amazing in it, and there are some things that I did not like, um, which we'll definitely get into. But I, I would, I'm at, a, like, a pretty good right now. And as yeah. we talk through things, I think maybe my mind will change one way or the other. I thought this show was great um, until the last episode. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. The last one that did it for you? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm going to also talk about, like, when I think this show peaked. I think episode six was when this show was at its best. Um, and that should have just been the finale. Right. I, I know what you're saying, too. Because the whole thing switches after episode six. Mm-hmm. And um, it feels like that was the finale of the show. And everything else after that just didn't feel as consequential. Um, so I had to have some issues with it as well, but I think the show was super strong and did a lot of things well. And I don't know about you, but, uh, this show was done by Studio Trigger and I don't know any of their other work. Personally, I think it's a smaller, a smaller studio and who hasn't done a lot of stuff. So I'm really just impressed with the quality of the product they pushed out. Oh yeah. Uh, well, before we go any farther, I would say I recommend this. Mm -hmm. I definitely recommend it to watch it even though it is extremely violent and um, super but rated R for an anime. That's so fucking cool, though. Like, I thought the violence <laughs> yeah. was some fucking awesome. Yeah, because I also, I didn't, I don't think I watched any trailers, or I don't remember anything for this. So when I got into this, I didn't really know what to expect. And it opens up with, like, the most gory thing I've seen all year, which was cool. I knew um, this, so that's kind of, like, what the game is like, too. It's, like, super, super rated R, because ultimately it takes place in this really dystopian setting where you like humanity is basically not a thing um and i actually did watch one of the trailers on uh on youtube and it totally shocked me because i was just expecting some like pretty pg-13 at the most anime shit right um but that trailer straight up has like people getting split in half and titties everywhere and <laughs> i was just like what is this like this is crazy right they did not hold back at all which is great because that really does go hand in hand with like the type of world it is i mean it's like 
everything is just super visceral and horrifying, and it's kind of like and everything's pumped up to eleven. Like the yeah, violence, it's the, the whole sex, vocabulary yeah. of the world. So everything. I'm glad they didn't hold back. Do you want to? Do you want to just tackle this like episode by episode? Sure. Yeah, because but uh, I, before we get into it, I do want to say like just general thing like you were talking about Studio Trigger and the animation and like art direction for this show is amazing. It's crazy how good it's it is. It's so well done. Like so much talent and effort went into making this show look uh feel authentic but have such a unique style. I think it's up there out. with some of the best animation I've ever seen personally. And so this episode or uh this series is only 10 episodes long, which I was concerned about for pacing, which we can get into in a minute, but I think I will say like one of the advantages of these smaller or these shorter shows is that like they can kind of guarantee quality throughout. Like every episode just has incredible animation. So yes, every um, episode is guaranteed like superb quality. Yeah. None of it is like, oh, this is this is where they skimped or whatever. Like they're all good episodes. Oh, yeah, they're all great. Um, So, I mean, I would even say if you can like stomach like hardcore violence, which I view it as a perk. Some people may not. Um, then you can at least just like watch this for the visual um, phenomena, phenomenon, phenomena. It's just incredible. Yeah, it's a it's a great, just entertaining show. But also, in my opinion, has like a pretty good story. Yeah. Okay, we can get we can. Uh, mm-hmm. So start let's start. Let's start with episode one because this was like. One of the best episodes, in my opinion, I literally texted Zach and I said, I just watched the first episode of Cyberpunk Edge Runners and it was incredible. Um, it is the second best episode in all 10, in my opinion. And I just thought it was amazing. Like it really exemplifies the strengths of, I think, like our main protagonist and lets you know how shitty it is to live in Night City. Yeah, episode one is a complete banger. Banger episode. Um, it's like... That when I watched it, I was thinking like, "This is how you start a show." Yeah, same. I feel I like, like I've I've been watching shows recently where it's like it feels like um, the whole point of the first episode is to get you in and get you locked in, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have not felt that until like this show recently, at least, where it's I like, would, "Okay, I'm in." For I would this go as far as to say as I think it was the most successful pilot episode of a show of any anime that I've watched and maybe any show I've watched in recent memory. Yeah. It was um, so good. I immediately wanted to know more. Right. Um, um Oh, go ahead. Well, yeah, I was just going to say that this episode is a certified banger. Absolutely. Like it basically opens up with like this guy who's a beefed out augmented cyber psycho shred like he just walks into a cop car and then it's like balls to the walls like he is just eviscerating like basically the entire police force in night city it's insane um and then like the violence is dialed up to 11 but it's also done like super artistically like he's yeah splitting people in half when he like shotguns someone in their cop car there's like bullet holes with blood coming like spurting out of it like it's a goddamn water balloon full of blood like coming out of the top of the car it is insane i think gore is like like gory violence is kind of like a guilty pleasure i think um and i think it's like pretty cool honestly some people may think it's like too much but i think especially for like cyberpunk it's perfect 
Um, because he's got like he's got like mantis blades like coming out of his knees and shit. Like this guy is clearly like barely human. And oh, yeah, they well, have- when this guy like slows down time and blitzes you at the speed of sound, you're gonna turn into paste. So if, like yeah. when they show that, it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, well, oh, it's so cool because like yeah, like he's blowing people's heads off. People are getting like smeared against walls. Um, one thing about the show that I thought was super cool was Max Tack. And, like, when Max Tag comes in, you are fucked. Like, hashtag fucked. Um, and, yeah. like, they, they come in on, like, their, like, big floating cop car, essentially. And there's, like, the big, like, projected, like, landing do not impede thing. And then they hot drop in and just start fucking shit up. Which I think is super cool. Um, so that's, like, that's how you open. It's basically five straight minutes of people dying. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I'm in. This is Well, I will cool. say, like, another thing about this episode is that it's such a great episode for setting up like basically everything that this show is going to be going over um which is great uh like Mm -hmm. you have the extreme violence you have the extreme like nudity you have the ideas of bds and like cybernetic enhancements you Mm -hmm. have the trauma team and like the whole dystopian idea of uh, like if you don't have any money no one's coming to save you type of thing um right like yeah. all these different dystopian cyberpunk concepts are in this one episode, which is why I think why it was so good for me, because um, it like packed everything in that I was like wanting to see. Right. Because like we said earlier, the most interesting part of cyberpunk is the world, and this episode, in my opinion, shows you the most about like what it's like to live in Night City and how awful it is, <laughs> and so that's why it makes it so strong. Um, and I personally just love like the huge contrast of like you go from just slaughter, just mindless death in the streets, and then you go to like David, who's like the main protagonist, and he's like he's got a mom who is like just trying to like get him through Arasaka Academy and is not making like a ton of money, and he's just like scrolling BDs and like selling them, um, and then it's just like this huge contrast about like he. Like, his world is shitty, but he has not been in, like, the trenches just yet. Right. Like, his mom's doing everything she can to keep him out of the trenches. Yeah. But he's he, uh, being a little really, rebellious. A little rambunctious. A little rebellious. Not really appreciating what she's doing for him. Um, I will say, like, David is a punk-ass bitch. But I will also say, like, I think he is, like, a great character, too. Um, yeah, wait. I, I love David. I thought David was great. Yeah. Did you not like him? No, well, in the beginning, he was like a punk ass, but I did really like him, like, yeah, um, because like he he also like cares about his mom and stuff too, right? I think yeah. that's just like a character growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so uh, just basically like David's just kind of making it. He's like not really about school and everything like that. And then he, like, I guess the whole thing is like he cannot afford to get like these updates that he needs for like his uh, BD wreath at school. Like, brain dances are basically, like, VR dialed up to 11. And what's pretty interesting about the show to me is, like, how true it is to the game. It is really, like, one Oh, yeah, that was another thing we didn't talk about. Yeah. It is just like the game. Like, um, the sounds of everything are, like, from the game. The All of the guns are from the game. All the, the phone calls, all the BDs, all the... It is super... Well, and what was interesting about that to me was, like, the game was pretty poorly received. So I was really interested to see, like, are they going to deviate from the game because people didn't really like it that much? Um, but no, they were... I think, really, they showed the strengths of the game through the show. 
Like, um, I remember when they, they first cut to David, and he's, I was like, oh, that's like V's apartment. I was yeah. like, wait a minute. He's in V's apartment. Um, Which is like, you know, they're, they're sectioned, like standardized is, apartments. Not yeah, really, yeah. But, they're in their mega blocks, yeah, which all look the same. But I'm just like, holy fuck, that's immersive as shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's cool. I was like, oh, his weapons locker is in that room. But it was like yeah. his mom's room or whatever. And as a side note, which I think is pretty interesting, is um, they released like an update to Cyberpunk alongside this. And like all of the, they added a bunch of locations from the show to the game. So like Lucy's apartment, um, Kiwi's apartment, uh, you can go into Rebecca and Pillar's apartment. They added a bunch of like locations that you can go into now from, which I think is pretty cool. They added like a bunch of Easter really eggs. Cool. Yeah, you can like wear David's jacket and stuff. Um, which, you know, I think is like a small thing. It definitely does not do anything to fix the game. Uh, but, you know, it shows they kind of gave a shit. Um, but basically, David is just like being super rebellious in school. His shitty brain dance wreath that he got from a like cracked out Ripper doc doesn't work, of course. And it like crashes the school's uh, like system. So the principal like calls him and his mom in. And his David's mom is like the typical like I'm just trying to work my ass off to give you a future, and I really want to see you. You know, you're because David is like the classic rebellious but actually really intelligent type of student. You know, and he's yeah, a lot of potential, in. but he doesn't care. Yeah, he's That's not right. fitting in with his classmates because all of his classmates at this Arasaka is like the big mega corporation that basically runs the city. And he's not fitting in with all the other students there because they're like these super wealthy students. And everyone is super confused about like how David can even afford to go to that school because it's pretty evident that his mom is just this paramedic. How is she affording to like get David into the school? We figure out later that she is like selling augmentations on the black market to put him through school. Which yeah, is pretty it's metal. Way more interesting. That is so cool. In my opinion. Um, and I think it's wild because David is like talking to his mom in the apartment after we immediately see this guy, like this stranger just slaughter all these cops. And he's like, mom, look, you're on TV. And she's like pushing like these like slashed up bodies into the back of an ambulance. And she's like, no, that was horrifying. Like, it's not super cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But basically... After uh, after they leave the school, um, David and his mom just get caught in the middle of a hit and run from like a gang, and yeah. it's pretty metal. <laughs> yeah, that was that was really great. Um, that was another example of the show setting up like things are going to be moving fast. Like we're not going to be just sitting around with David and his mom. Um, this this show is going to be moving pretty fast, and things are going to happen quick and violently. <laughs> yeah, cool. definitely quick and violently. Um, but yeah, so they get basically just caught in this random hit and run. Um, and his mom ends up, they end up like crashing the car or whatever. And his mom is bleeding out and the trauma team shows up and they're like, they pull out their little, like, this made me laugh, which is terrible, but they pulled out like their iPad and they were like, oh, she's poor. And they just like ran away. <laughs> it's crazy. Cause like Dave is like looking at his mom, like lying on the side of the road in like a bloody heap. And he, David, is, like, stuck in this car that looks like a tin can that's been hit by a train. Like, it's just so warped. And he's just screaming for his mom. And he's like, oh, my God, please save us. Like, please help us. And Trauma Team's like, oh, he's not a client. And then they just, like, move on. It's just like, wow, what? This world is so unbelievably shitty. They, um, I think the thing that the, uh, that the, uh, what are they called? Trauma Team says, they're like, 
Leave him to the street meat wagons. <laughs> he literally says that. <laughs> That's what he said. He said meat wagons. <laughs> it's like, dude, <laughs> the humanity. <laughs> And then like so David and his mom like they finally like scrape David's mom off the pavement and they go to this disgusting looking <laughs> shitty doctors and David has to essentially use the rest of his mom's savings to pay for her treatment and they're like, all right, she'll probably be okay. Comes back then oh well, he goes and yeah, before that, I just I just think it's funny that he was like, can I go see her? And he's like, oh, you didn't pay for the visitation package. Yeah, you don't have a visitation oh. package. Bro, it's fucking crazy. And then David goes, gets his ass beat at school because, like, his classmates are just dickheads. And they have, like, all these, not, like, crazy cybernetic enhancements because they're just rich kids, right? Oh, yeah. Another thing is that, just quickly, like, the... The visual style of showing off the cybernetic enhancements was fucking awesome. Oh, it's so cool to watch. Where it shows, like, their whole nervous system lighting up and, like, then showing, like, the, the specific part that is going into overdrive. So, like, that yeah. kid's, like, super... Like, it was, like, his hands, right? Yeah, he had these know. hands that look, literally had master kung fu pro programmed into him. Yeah. And it's crazy because, like, he was, like, roasting David for having, like, organic hands, like, organic, normal human hands, and he's got, like, these crazy robot hands that can like break someone's spine in half sort of thing and so he just beats the shit out of david just because he's a fucking asshole um and you really get this idea that like these cybernetic enhancements are everything in this world everyone is trying to get better cybernetic enhancements that's what this entire world is about um and david is just like well he doesn't have any real cybernetic enhancements so he can't do shit against these guys and one thing, this will set it up for later, but one thing about this show that I think is really great is that it focuses on cyberpsychosis, which is like when you have so, so people have like a natural tolerance to having their organic body parts replaced by cybernetic enhancements, but people can like hit a threshold where they've had so many augmentations that they begin to kind of go crazy. Like and the brain just can't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. And they snap, right? And so th this is a thing in the game. Like there are cyber psychos in the game and it is definitely a part of the world. I would not say the game explores it on a very deeper level. Because and we become a fucking like metal monster. What I'm saying as, as the main character in that game, you can, I mean, the whole point is like to get beefed out looking like David or Maine, but you obviously don't go crazy because you're the main character and that would not be super interesting, I guess, if you just, went psycho but in this store in this show it is a huge point where it's like look if you beef yourself out on too many augmentations like you're probably gonna snap um so that becomes really important later and i just want to applaud the show for making that a part of like its narrative because i don't think it was it was explored deeply enough in the game and it's one of the more interesting aspects of this world in my opinion yeah for sure I, that was the part that was the most interesting to me that was like the point of the show right um but we will get into that because I have problems with like how the story handles it, at least okay. for me. That's oh, fair. But that's for later. Yeah, yeah. So we like get back to um we get back to the hospital and David was under the impression that his mom was going to be okay. And he basically shows up and the guy was like, Yeah, she just died. Um and you didn't have the pre and 
you don't have to pr and david was like i thought you said she was okay and the guy said well there's only so much we could do with the budget package it's like yeah oh, bro oh my god yeah it's absolutely horrible and they're like okay well you don't get the body but we you can go cremate her at this fucking dungeon over here yeah it's like the it's like the auto budget cremator and it's like we can deliver your loved one or if you want to save money you take her home yourself so david just gets a a fucking like a hydro flask with his mom in it yeah i know and the urn is like fucking terrible looking yeah it's this dystopian metal tube with his mom's name on it that just gets dropped out of a vending machine for him and you're just like this is awful. This is like literally the most terrible thing I've ever witnessed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and one of the other things about the show that I think is so fantastic, and I think this part of the show really does it well, is the soundtrack in this show is such a banger. There are so many good songs, and the way they do it is like, like stuff will just be happening. Like the show will be continuing, people will be talking, or in this case, David will be taking his dead mom in a hydro flask home on the dark, shitty streets of Night City. And then like the song will just be like softly playing in the background and they really like interweave the music into the storytelling and the narrative. And I think it is so well done. It just really stood out to me. I just Soundtrack to is a banger throughout the whole thing, no matter where it's like the slow moments or the quick ones, um, it's consistent throughout. Until the last episode. I'm, I'm just saying, I think they lost the magic in the last episode. Um, I'll just say that. We'll get there, but I think the show is so consistently good with the soundtrack. Uh, and so, basically, that's the end of our first episode, which was... But another thing I want to talk about, which yeah. I probably missed. When you were talking about this first episode and world building, another thing is that, um, that I, I really liked was when like David would just walk to school um and walk back from school and on these walks you'd be able to look around and see like what everyone else is doing in the background and i yeah. love that and like, the, you can just gather that the population is so miserable there's people like just in gutters wearing bd wreaths trying to live better lives they got like these dick pumps <laughs> like yeah dude they, that was a, that was the one that i thought was hilarious it was like this fat dude getting his dick pumped through like this sex vr machine and then, like, t an episode or two later, he's, like, still there. And it was like, holy fuck. These people yeah. are miserable, and they're not, like, even living in this. Yeah, they're just, like, barely, like, attached to what's happening in real life. Um, and you have and to see, like, like I, it was, like, um, uh, what's it called? Like, set pieces, I guess? Or, like, places in the game of, like, town squares and things. Yes, so that was what I was going to say next. Uh, a lot of the locations in the show are directly from the game um of course like big things like corporate plaza and everything but even apartments and bars they go to are in the real game and there's like it's just so unnecessarily like unnecessary extra work that i think pays off where even those scenes where it's like david sitting on the step on the steps while these people are you know just high as balls on their you know on their bd wreaths or whatever and it's like that staircase he's sitting on is in the game and yeah, I just don't understand, like, the amount of, like, work. It's, I think this was just, like, a passion project, clearly. And, God, I thought they did such a good job with that. And I appreciate the, uh, the attention to detail and just being true to the game. Well, that's one of the things about, like, a video game adaptation that makes this so great is that it makes you want to play the game. You want to go back and you want to see, like, oh, this is where David was when he did this. This is what is happening here. And things like that. I think that makes it so great. 
Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I downloaded the update, and I kind of do want to just jump back in just to drive around and, like, see, like, you know, these other characters' apartments and stuff like that, right? And what's cool is, like, um, uh, this show is canon in the game. They they added, right, like... Yeah. yeah, they added, like... uh they added like text and like these um these things that just talk about like the events of what happens in this show so it is like a an integral part of the game now and i'm okay over i got a question for you that yeah. i didn't understand but you probably know is that i never knew when this game took place in relation to the or when the movie sorry the, when the show takes place in relativity to the game this show takes place two years before the game takes place okay i got you so it's pretty much right before it's very recent, yeah. Okay. Um, which I'm wondering if they're going to bring back any characters because uh, the game announced like a DLC, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, you know, I'm really interested to see what they do with it. If anything, I'm morbidly curious to see if it's any good. CD Projekt Red historically makes banger DLCs, but they also historically make banger video games, and that didn't end up being the case with Cyberpunk, so we'll have to see. Right. But... I'm interested to see if they bring anything back because this show is doing extraordinarily well. Um, I think it has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, people love it. And I'm wondering if they're going to leverage that the success of the show into maybe making a DLC or adding Easter eggs to a DLC that will just kind of feed off of that. Um, right. So we'll have to wait and see because there's, there's really only two characters they can bring back because, huge spoiler, like everyone dies. But, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, which I kind of knew was going to happen. Um, I don't know. Everyone would die. A lot of people died. <laughs> but anyway, I say let's just kind of like, let's give like a kind of synopsis of like how David gets introduced to the gang. Because I think it was really cool. Um, yeah, so David essentially is broke as fuck. And there, as we've learned, there's like a poor tax for being poor. And so he's got to figure that shit out. Mm -hmm. he's um oh one of the things i'm sorry the the show's just so detailed and like the like he's defaulted on his rent so he can't pay rent so he's like breaking into his old apartment yeah. and, like, he has his mom's ashes like under his arm as he crawls through a vent to like sleep on the couch it's just like this man's life is utterly miserable Right. Um, Most people would have totally killed themselves by now. Like, this is just ridiculous yeah, how awful this uh, was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? Um, so, he's on the train, and he's thinking, like, damn, I'm really broke. <laughs> also, too, it's, like, so fucking fucked up, but funny is, like, David will, like, go to class, and, like, his classmates will just, like, call him on, like, their hollow phones or whatever, and just be like, what's up, broke boy? Broke bitch? Your mom's sucking dick for you to get into this school? Like, imagine not having tons of money. It's just like, oh my god. That's so shitty. So he sees... Um, or he... Well, the what he's gotta do is he recognizes that he needs an upgrade. Um, this is so cool. He definitely... He's like, after going getting his ass beat, um, he realizes that his mom stole the thing that I don't remember the, the name of. It's, it's, so it's called a San... So it's called a San Vistian. San Vistian. I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. But what is super interesting about the show is that all the cybernetic augmentations that other characters have, and even David, they're all things you can get in the game. Just, again, yeah. another example of things being true to the game experience. I just thought that was so cool. So yeah, San Vistian is like one of the best things you can get in the game. And it's like this 
fucking thing that like you attach to your spine and it's it plugs into your nervous system and makes you experience the world in like slow motion and just makes you essentially super fast and in the game you get there's like shitty ones and you like get better ones as you like get a stronger build and david just gets like this busted military grade one that his mom stole and we find out later was gonna sell right on the black market to pay for david's school and so he grabs this and goes to his crackhead ripper doc who's like beating his meat to some crazy orgy bd and he's like i need you to plug me in oh yeah and then this is essentially where your anime protagonist gets his power which is cool mm-hmm. um and his power is to fucking slow down time and then manipulate whatever he wants and the way they do it is super cool. It looks really cool. Because it's like, you see, like, I don't even know how to really describe it. It's like... It's an after image as he flies by. Yeah, after image is the word. Yeah. <sighs> um, so now he's got that ability. And, and something that was brought up was like, like, he should not be using this. Like, he is not ready for this. It's going to, like, melt his brain. And yet yeah. he's built different. <laughs> so he well, just... Well, dude, that's it. what's so funny is like um his uh his doctor is just like hey here's the thing because he was gonna like try to rip him off and have himself or nothing he's like you this thing is gonna like rip like shred your neural uh your nervous system like you are not built for this thing um so whenever you do start going crazy and you want me to rip it out of you i get it for free <laughs> which is like fucked up yeah. but but and david is like popping this thing like eight ten times a day and people can't believe it because like it should have totally just like turned his like turn his body into fried chicken because it's these implants especially one at this strength is like really tough on your body and like the more organic you are the harder it's going to be on you you almost need like other augmentations for this thing to not just like split you in half whenever you use it yeah yeah right and david's just popping it and he runs into lucy who's like another one one another one of the main protagonists like on the train and she's just like stealing from people you know? Yeah, so, like, she's still in the, sh- the the shards? I didn't really know what those were, to be honest. Yeah, shards are just, like, like, flash drives that, like, plug into the back of people's heads, and they store, like, information, essentially. Um, it's, I mean, it's literally, like, extra memory that you plug into your head, and you can, like, sell them for money to, like, info brokers. Right, right. So, she's stealing those, and then selling those. And so, David notices this, and it's essentially, like, hey, how about we both do this? Because I'm fucking broke. And mm-hmm. uh, and then like he shows off his power and what he's able to do. And she's like, oh, wow, you're amazing. And bro, this whole time, I knew it was a fucking scam. I knew it. Yeah, oh, you I, knew she was going to fuck him over? Yeah. I thought it was so obvious. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the thing. I didn't... So from the trailers, I could tell that like Lucy was like a part of the show. And so... I mean, also, she just looks like a main character. <laughs> like, you look at her and you're like, that's a protagonist. Um, but I, w- I didn't know what to think because I was like, okay, either she's scamming this poor boy or, like, she really did just fall for him. And I think both of those annoyed me a little equally because, so, I will say, um, I did not really like Lucy that much. Dude, I didn't either. I did not either. Especially... In the first half, I, I the only thing about like the second half after the time skip that I think is actually better is David's relationship with Lucy. Um, I, I she's like a lot more normal because like I will say, uh, like Lucy as like the 
mysterious, like really she's like a old. mysterious edge lord. Yeah, like, she's bro, like a mysterious edge lord so that like the protagonist falls for, right? And I just thought for a show that innovates on so many things, like even David as a protagonist, I think is a little innovative compared to like most anime, right? Like the anime is a genre. Like most, I feel like most protagonists are not as like fuck it, I'm gonna go out there and kick some ass and like are as like scrappy as David. Um, Lucy just seems so. It's so generic. Just so generic. And I immediately knew, like, he's going to fall for her, and she's going to act cold and distant, but really she's going to have, like, a soft spot. And I just didn't really think she was that interesting, um, especially here. I think she gets better, but not really that much. I don't even think she gets better. She's just... She goes from, like, edgy emo cringe lord to just being a bitch, and I just did not appreciate her at all, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe, that, maybe that's a rough take. But whole well, like, their I just whole, thought, and I just, this whole like the like past the back half of the show hinges on their relationship. Yeah, I know. And right. I didn't buy it. I didn't even buy that he liked her or that she liked him. To be honest, sex must have been really good. I don't know. Um, and I think also it she's less enjoyable because all of the other members of the crew are so interesting, in my opinion. Uh, everyone in the crew is super cool and I think brings something to the table except for Lucy, really. Lucy's just like the edgy prodigy, like, edge runner who clearly has a secret, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, they, she essentially scams him. Uh, yeah, she throws him in a beat, a brain dance on the moon, which is like, cool, because she's saying like, oh, I want to go to the moon. Um, I guess, I didn't know this, but I'm, uh, from what I understand, it's canon. The moon has like a colony on it, and it's really expensive to go there. But I guess Lucy wants to go to the moon because it's really just disconnected from like the corporate bullshit and like dystopian yeah. nightmare that is Night City, and it's just like people just trying to survive, you know? Yeah, I uh, I thought that was okay. I was not sold on the moon. <laughs> to you know, I especially don't... the end. As a concept, yeah, the end. Ooh. So as a concept. I think the moon is like pretty interesting because this idea of like these people are pioneers and they're like hard reset almost into only caring about the things that matter, right? Yeah. But I just don't think that Lucy's character sold it to me. You know, um, no. I, I think Lucy's character was really not that strong, uh, especially in terms of like selling because the moon is a huge plot element. Like she's like, I, my dream is to go to the moon. David's gonna get her to the moon. That's the whole thing. And just Lucy as a character doesn't sell it to me. Um, so, I, I think now is a good time for me to big up, bring up my biggest complaint in this show. Okay, and it's that it. the pacing is fucking terrible. The show moves way too fast to go through all the things that it's trying to get through. Okay. And because I of this, you're going to say this. I feel so disconnected from everything that's happening. So... I knew you were going to say this. I, from what I gather, this seems to be like kind of a complaint from a lot of people. And I get it. I, it is my opinion that, you know, with only 10 episodes, it's hard not for that to not to happen. I actually think this show has pretty decent pacing, all things considered. Um, I felt like the show was fast and balls to the walls. But I also feel like they do a pretty good job of it, again, until the last episode, where they have to tie everything up, and I just thought that was a colossal mess. Um, 
there's that, but then there's other things that happen that I don't earlier, like episode six, where I have the pacing really hurts, I think. Really? Because um, I thought I thought it was done pretty well. Um uh, this I, I was surprised. Like this, show, this show needed like a, a good like four more episodes at least, I think. Yeah, I mean of setting up because the the whole idea is that like, I guess, like, in hindsight, the whole idea is that David essentially becomes this gangbanger with this group of, of his friends, his new family, and then they all end up dying in, like, horrific ways. And, like, yeah. realizing well, horrors. They kind of give you, like, these, I don't know, like, um, you know, like, where it's just kind of, like, giving you, like, a synopsis of what's happening, and there's, like, music playing in the background, and it shows him, like, kind of gives you, like, a summary of what's happened. And I think, I don't think you can really get away from that when you have a series this short. But I think it does a pretty good job. Like, if- well, the thing is, is that they didn't have to make it this short, right? Like, they could have chose to do more episodes. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure that has to do a lot with like CD Projekt Red and how much like money they were willing to give them. CD Projekt Red stipulated that they wanted to keep it at ten episodes. I'm sure that's a whole thing. Um, well, then CD Projekt Red. Short. Well, whoever decided to make it ten episodes, that was an L. Yeah. And I, I, think, I mean, obviously, they did the best that they could with it, but that was an L, L decision. So I firmly believe that I think the pacing was OK. Um, I didn't really feel too jarred by it until the end. But I also think this show could be restructured in a way that that makes it a lot more bearable. And we can kind of get into that as we talk about like the climax and what ends up happening. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think that has validity because I know a lot of people who think that the show moved too quickly um well i think the biggest problem is not it's not that like oh i got lost in what was going on or like things were moving too fast in that way is that i feel like i couldn't connect to these characters because things were happening so fast and i didn't like i guess we'll talk about it but when fucking i don't even know long arms i don't even know who he was he was like the brother right yeah he was rebecca's brother when he died it was a huge deal Mm-hmm. And I understand that, but I didn't care. Yeah. Like, he was just some fucking weird guy with long arms who was kind of a pervert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so I get it. And, okay, so here's kind of where I sit on this, is um, I think all of the characters in the crew are done really well. But I think ultimately they are all kind of fallen to their own stereotype that you've seen before. They're, they, they're like, very archetypal, right? Um, And... I guess I didn't feel like I needed a whole season to really get to the root of who they are because I could kind of say like, okay, Maine is the big beefy leader mentor. Kiwi is the mysterious. Right, actor. right. But if you give yourself more time, you flush them out to be more than just an archetype. Yeah. That's the, the reason you feel that way is because they didn't have the time to uh, adapt and grow their characters. That's the reason they feel like cliches are just archetypes. Yeah. If they had more time that you could, I would, I would think that you would have a different opinion on that. Mm-hmm. And I know you're a huge character guy, and so I kind of figured this would be like a big complaint of yours. I think, I think they did a pretty good job. I like whenever Pillar gets his brains blown out by a Cyber Psycho, I actually did feel like that this was a huge deal for the crew. I guess I like for me the way they kind of just compress it all. It's like okay, I got it. You showed it to me. I get it now, and so I can like to me, I connected those dots as to like why it was such a big deal for the crew. I don't even know if anyone even liked that guy because I know Lucy didn't like him because he was fucking weird and a pervert. His yeah. sister didn't like him, especially when we learn after the fact. She was like, "Oh, I wanted to fucking kill him or whatever." 
Main, I don't even think talked to him. Um, and then Kiwi, I don't know. I don't know what she thought. But, like, I didn't get the idea that anyone even liked him or had a relationship with him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? My understanding was he was just, like, a longtime member of the crew and, you know, fucking dies. Like, <laughs> Right, but it's like, I would have wanted to see, um, like, his relationship with each crew member, or at least mm-hmm. something. So that when he dies and then it shows, like, a shot of Lucy's face or something, you can be like, oh, like, that's really a loss for her. But yeah. all we got was that he tried to, like, hook up with her and then she rejected him. Yeah. I think, okay, so this is kind of where I'm thinking is I think, like, the level of development that you had wished that you'd gotten from all these characters, I think would have taken a really long time. Like, I, I think, think I think it would have taken just a normal season of anime. To be honest. Really? I just, dude, I think there's so many characters in this crew that it would have taken maybe like a couple seasons to like properly. No, there's no, dude, think it, we only got 10 episodes. That's what that's I'm saying. So, that's, so, that's, that's such little time. I know. That, well, yeah, that's why I'm saying, I guess I'm viewing this from the perspective of like what likely happened is Studio Trigger was told they had 10 episodes to do this, and I think they handled it pretty well. I mean, yeah, they did the best that they could. Being only given 10 it episodes. Still is, it still is a, a knock against the show. Whoever decided it, even if it wasn't the studio, if it was some yeah. corporate dude, it was like, you, you only get this amount. I it's think I'm with you. against the show, no matter whose fault it is. Yeah, I think I'm with you when, I, when you said that like, this could have used like, maybe three or four more episodes. I think I agree with that more, but I do also think that if they had tried to use all let's say 14 episodes to like flesh these characters out to like a really deep degree i think it could like consume the whole show i guess like i do think there's an element of like this is a big crew and you kind of need to well, accept just, that some of them are going to be like caricatures or just like archetypes of yeah, that's characters fine. you gotta give me so- like you gotta give me at least one reason why long arms i care about long arms yeah i think the most important characters were rebecca lucy and main I um, think they do a good job with Rebecca and Maine, but really fumble the bag on Lucy, in my opinion. I do feel like the rest of them are, like, secondary. Like, I feel like you've got your primary crew members who really matter, and then, like, your secondary crew members who are, like, there to flesh things out and, like, definitely provide some plot, but aren't, like, as integral to David's character development, if that makes sense. Right. Um, I will say, I think... Oh, I mean, we'll get into it, actually. But um, with the pacing... I, I think this becomes like an actual like huge problem with the time skip. And that's where like the show fell apart for me at least. Yeah. Was the time skip. Usually time skips are cool because you finally get to the good stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like I think it really killed the vibe, at least for me. Especially after episode six. Yeah. I, I so get into, I guess. let's get to episode six because I feel like that's where the majority of the discussion of this show comes into play, because that's also where I would personally have restructured a lot of the show um so i say let's just kind of like make our way there so david spends a lot of time with the crew getting close to them he like gets into a relationship with lucy um really grows in his relationship with Maine specifically as well uh and so i want to ask you like did you like did you like Maine as a character did you not really get yes Maine was the only one that i liked i loved Maine. i thought he was great yeah Maine was great and Kind of like when you were talking about, like, these characters are all archetypal, arch- archetypal, they're all archetypes. <laughs> um, yeah. Main is definitely your big leader guy. Um, but 
the main was like a real person. That guy, mm -hmm. I don't feel like was an archetype. I feel like they fleshed him out pretty well because him and David would have like multiple conversations about different things. And like, you got to see his perspective on being in this world and how he views David and his David's progress and like all these different things come together to make Maine an endearing character. Yeah, so he like really takes a chance out, on David and everything. Yeah, and then when all this shit goes down, I actually I actually did care about Maine and I thought he was um other than David, he was my favorite. Or yeah, best. oh same here. Yeah. In my not close. David, David, Maine, and Rebecca are my favorite characters in the show. Okay, okay. I guess we can get to this. I thought Rebecca was so fucking annoying, but we can. Okay, she so was definitely like kind of like this stereotypical, I don't know, like anime girl. But I actually think her character had had some depth because she clearly like cared about David. And like later on, like she asked David to like take a walk because she can tell he's like fucked up. And she's also the one who initially is telling David to chill out on the cyber uh, enhancements because she's like, you're like losing it man and then yeah. david is just like i need you to be the one to shoot me up with the neuro inhibitors so i can keep going and she's like worried about him and just trying to like keep him from slipping um i think in the second half it's, it's really interesting main and david i think were really the stars of the first half and then after the time skip i feel like david and rebecca's relationship was the most interesting and like you what you're saying no, Notice that Lucy is not in either of those because she's a weak character. You're right. But um, I did not like Rebecca. I feel like she was super, like, stereotypical, quirky, going to be screaming all the time and going, like, I'm the crazy one. Yeah. Um, I got that I, whole vibe. Definitely, like, part of her character. Um, Dude, I think I just kind of... Like, we lost Maine, and I'm like, oh, God, now I'm stuck with her. That's how I felt. <laughs> I didn't think she was that bad. Um... I thought they did a pretty good job with her. Like, she is definitely, like, loud and, like, obnoxious. But I think they did take her character, like, a step further than, like, just being loud and obnoxious. I think there's a little bit more to it in the second half. But we can, we can get to that. But anyway, I know what you mean. I mean, Main, Main was, like, the best character. Like, Act episode six. Act episode six. Yeah, yeah, no. We're, it's like, yeah. Oh. So, it's hard, well, it's hard to talk about, like, the time skip and everything because it's, like, so interrelated and, like, the things that could have changed. But basically, David spends his time with his gang, and their whole thing is like, we're going to string up this Arasaka executive and steal his data uh, and sell it and make a ton of money. That's like the gig, right? And so episode six, in my opinion, was the best episode in all ten. Um, and so basically what happens is uh, one of the one of like the BD guys that they use to, to lure the executive in dies and has... Uh, uh oh my god not max tack um trauma team he's like trauma team platinum which is like oh yeah you know which is like five star gta level when someone dies with that and so they've got to take the executive to like a secluded location and they have to like deep dive and like they have to get their like net runners to like deep dive in and they're trying to like pull this info out right because their thing is like they don't really want to kill him because that's going to cause like a whole shit storm that they want to like that they want to just uh, not deal with. And what was interesting is like, they are in the shit, right? Kiwi is deep diving into this guy. And then this is when Maine starts to succumb to cyber psychosis. Right. Um, which is interesting, but 
I have to bring it up again. I felt like the pacing was way too quick for this whole cyber psychosis breakdown to begin. And my, I think my biggest problem is that I feel like it wasn't really set up for Maine to be suffering this like badly yeah. and for him to be pushing himself because it doesn't really, no one really talks about the cyber psychosis with Maine specifically until this episode. Yeah. And I was and then... like, I felt like there needed to be like a more gradual, like, this is a ticking bomb that we're just kind of like pushing away for later. And this mm-hmm. is where it explodes type of situation. Yeah. And I will say, like, I, so Dorio, who's like Maine's girlfriend and is kind of like the second in command. Oh I my God, say... I forgot Dorio was in the show. Oh, I was literally about to say, I thought she was pretty decent. Um, she was yeah, just I like, a, about was, her. I feel like she kind of grounded the group and was interesting and it was interesting to see like how she dealt with Maine like losing it because she's like this really tough pragmatic character but you can tell so she's kind of losing her shit because she loves Maine and it's pretty it's pretty interesting to see that so here's here's what I think like so this is a huge like we'll we'll get into the details of it but this Maine's condition essentially degrades until this becomes a shit show and he dies and then we go to the time skip um so I thought Maine's death and everything surrounding it was done really, really well. And essentially what happens is you have the time skip, kind of another string of events to what is intended to be the climax of the show. And my biggest issue was it felt like Maine's death and the shit show that ensued from it was the climax of the show, even after the actual climax, because Maine is such a great character and you care about him. And... I think, again, the pacing was handled pretty well. I was surprised, I guess, that it didn't feel too rushed whenever Maine dies. But I agree that if they had given us more time to become more attached to Maine, it also would have worked. I think, personally, Maine's death and the events surrounding Maine's death, I think they totally should have just ditched like the plot that led to the climax of the second string. I think they should have made Maine's death the climax of the show, personally. Like, I totally push that, agree. I, push, uh, yeah. push that to episode 10. Um, I don't even know that you need a time skip, or maybe you need a time skip, but Maine is still alive. And then, you know, like, I can get into this later, but I think, like, I personally don't love the idea that David died, especially, like, he kind of fell for the same bullshit that killed Maine, and I thought that... I would think that he would learn from that. Like, if you have this fucking trauma of like the of like the mistakes that your mentor made and he got him killed in a horrifying way i think you would learn from it more and i just think that means that should have been later um and so here's what you do you have the you have your 10 episodes right so if you take episode six and push it to 10 then you have all this extra time to build up more characters and build up more relationships and then you can end your finale with you can either you can still have david die you could have him go down with Maine if you wanted to go like the super dark route, which they want to do, um, which is fine. Or you just leave it open ended for even for just like to say like, oh, this is like the defining moment in David's thing. And then like from here on out, you know, he'll grow into his own mob boss or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like but I kind of I know this is going to get messy, but I just want to get into this. Like, I think personally, I don't love how they killed David in the last episode. Um, I don't think you could, I like, I think you could still kill him if you really wanted to. Here's kind of what I'm thinking. I think Maine should have died in episode 10. Find a way to tie in like Max Tack and all this bullshit and maybe even Adam Smasher into it. 
And I just think, because Adam Smasher basically beats David's ass, right? And I think it would have just been a lot more interesting if perhaps David and Maine, like, maybe at, you see Adam Smasher, because, like, Adam Smasher's in the game, and he's, like, fucking horrifying. Would have been a little more interesting if maybe Adam Smasher's in the show. Maybe he's a little bit more organic. Maybe David and Maine kind of fuck him up, and that's why he's more cyborg-y in the game, perhaps? Or, I don't know. Or maybe Adam Smasher doesn't kill David, but really fucks him up or something. I, I mean, kinda I'm fine with David dying. Yeah. I don't know, because here's the thing. I I guess I don't have an issue with David dying. I just wasn't a fan of how they killed him via the whole cyber psychosis route. Because main... Oh, no, yeah. That was terrible. Thing. Um, yeah. I mean, we could talk about it. You want to talk about this time skip? Yeah, well, okay. I just want to <laughs> talk about, like, Maine's death, which is, I okay. think super well done like so basically we find lucy fries the socket executive because she finds these files about david because david has this experimental sanvician and they want to like test other like experimental stuff on david so she wipes his file because she loves david um even though she's um, emotionless and i don't understand how she can love anything and kills the socket executive because she wants to tie that loose in again for David kind of fucks over everyone else as a result because the socket exec dies, which brings in the MCPD and trauma team platinum. Everything turns into a shit show. Maine is tweaking out because that dude is like losing his fucking mind. Um, I think the way they, sh they visually showed Maine slipping into the cyber psychosis was really artistically and well done. Um, and then you see Dorio just trying to like keep this man from slipping. And then I, I just thought it was so badass when Lucy and David are like in the car because they're like, we got to get out of here. And Maine, Maine's got the socket executive strapped to his chest and he and Dorio <laughs> are just like army of two back to back, just slaughtering, you know, these trauma team guys and the cops. But Maine is quickly losing his grip and he ends up killing Dorio, which is crazy, but obviously a of symptom of the cyber psychosis shit. And then he kills Dorio and then Maine just loses it. And he turns into a goddamn monster. And I just thought it was super cool because you've got like the heavy metal musical playing in the background and Maine is mowing through these guys. Like it is unhuman. It is like ungodly what he's doing to these people. It's insane. Like he's smattering them across the walls and taking the tops of their bodies off. It's crazy. And like, it's super, super horrifying. Uh, but then David gets to Maine because his whole thing is like he's not going to abandon Maine. And so Lucy is sad because like this is kind of her fault, but she doesn't want David to go die because she kind of is doing this for him. And when David gets there, Maine is like covered in blood and is like about to burn Dorio's body because he is not seeing what's really there. And it's just pretty sad. But uh, Max Hack is like coming in. They're like about to kick the door down. And Maine like. David's about to stand there and, like, go down in flames with Maine, and then Maine tells him, like, look, you can't, you know, your story's still going, bud, and sends him home. And then my understanding was, like, did Maine self-destruct? Um, Maine, like, had, like, all those bombs, right? Oh, his, he, yeah, he body, shot them. Yeah, he shot them. His body was, like, covered in bombs that he thought were, like, logs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he shot him and, like, basically destroys the entire building. And then David is able to get away because he's really fast. And he has Maine's arm, which I think is pretty cool. I thought that whole thing was done really well, personally. Um, and it was, in my opinion, like the struck the perfect balance between, I think it was artistically really, really well done, but also like just how it happened, too. I liked how as things became more shitty and chaotic, 
and just going up in flames. The uh, the art style was becoming more like uh, I don't know, like crazy and unfinished, if that makes sense. Because you know what I'm saying, like, it was like the art style was like sure. devolving with the situation, which I thought was cool. Like the yeah, I mean, edges... it was great. It was a visual like marvel to look at. It was it was really good stuff, and there's really like great character moments in here too. Like one of my one of the things um, that I really liked was when David leaves and he goes to help Maine and it like sits on Lucy and like Lucy calls him and like the bomb goes off or whatever. And she's like calling him and it's just like ringing. I thought that was so great. Um, Cause it like really, whole stood, seconds. yeah. It, like it stuck on it. It was like, Holy fuck. Um, she's like contemplating everything. Um, that was a great little moment for them, even though I really don't like Lucy. Um, and then all the I, stuff. I, I wanted so badly to like Lucy is the thing. Like, ah, man, I think if they had just made her less edgy and less of like a cold bitch and maybe just a little bit more normal and approachable, it would have been way better. Uh, that, that's the everyone had like a an archetype, like a stereotype that they kind of clung to. And Lucy's was the only one that fell flat for me, for me. So um, that's yeah. too bad. She's an extraordinarily important character in this show. I thought I honestly thought David was into her just because she was hot. Like I had, I I really don't know why David likes her to be honest. Because they went to the moon, man, and that was a fucking scam. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Yeah. Um. And like, I and I don't know. She's just such a bitch. Like, uh, Maine or like David's like, hey, Maine sent me here to train with you, and she's like, ah, oh, fuck this guy. It's just like, damn. You know, yeah. And um, I guess I David was cool um, and just like normal. I guess I I felt like it was almost like Lucy ended up falling in love with David just because he wasn't a total piece of shit. Yeah, that was like the reason she's like, "Oh, you're normal. I like you." I I don't know. I guess I don't know. I don't know. The relationship was whack. Like I said, um, I didn't really get it. They could have totally like reworked her whole character. Basically, and... they get away. David yeah, which is cool because they've got like the rain like falling on the car and everything as they drive away. I thought it was really dramatic. That's where the show peaked. Um, um and then we go into the next episode, which is a time skip. Yeah, and this is where the show falls apart for me. Um, yeah, the first six were like pretty fucking awesome, but then seven, I was like. I was kind of, I was like confused on the decisions they were making. Like, so they do this time skip. David is a Chad. David is like big ripped Chad David. He's got all his cybernetic enhancements and. His doctor straight up calling him like a junkie, which was so confusing to me. Cause I'm like, dude, you just witnessed in 4k. Like you lived through the horrors that this can cause. And you're just so, falling for the same thing. He's like super rich now. He's got like his penthouse apartment with Lucy, and he's got like so essentially he's like made it in this business. And um, the problem that I had like right off the bat was that we never got an idea of like David's reaction and aftermath to Maine dying and what he thought about it, and like and what you're kind of saying about. David falls into this addiction of cyberpsychosis or addiction of cybernetics, which leads to a cyberpsychosis. Yeah, it's essentially the same thing. One kind of comes with the other. Right. But there's no like recognition at all of what 
the fuck just happened for the past six episodes? Yeah, you're about to put your squad through the same shit that Maine did. And the whole thing about David is he's like, I'm built different. I am better. Which, I mean, he kind of is. Because, like, most people... Like, he does have a an unusual resistance to, like, cybernetic augmentation. But I think just in, as a plot element, it's super weird to see him do all this i guess after seeing what well, you need to have the conversation where someone fucking asks him hey what do you think about the whole main thing that happened because i don't know i don't know did he was he like oh main was a fucking psycho for doing that or was he like oh i want to be just like main i still yeah. don't know and then well, clear, clearly he wanted to be just like main <laughs> and then lucy literally asks him he's like because he's like oh I, I have to push myself i have to push myself and she's like why are you pushing yourself and he says some stupid ass bullshit he's like Oh, my mom has said I had potential. Bro, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, this David was like wholly different from pre-Skip David. And we missed all the context, I feel like. Because yeah. he, he is hardcore pushing for like pushing to his fucking limit. Yeah, and so I... a reason for it. Well, okay, so I guess like in my opinion, like I didn't... I didn't find like his the reason that like he is like pushing himself because he does say like I'm pushing he's pushing himself because of like his dead mom, which I think is a huge part of his character. But also like Maine having died, I think he is trying to live up to what Maine wanted him to be because I think he I think Maine's death did fuck him up. And again, yeah, sure. That should have been a conversation. I think you can somewhat infer that but he is doing this. Just guessing. And also that reason sucks. Because it's like, he, he is like, from everything we see, he is like top dog fucking mob boss right now. Yeah. Well I, well, I don't think that reason sucks because like doing it because like his mom wanted to see him be successful and he is. And then Maine wanted him to like be, grow into this top dog. Like he said that he had potential. I don't think that's a bad reason. Um, For him I just, to push himself to fucking cyber psychosis? So that's the thing. Like, when you're saying push himself, I think, like, in terms of, like, pushing his way to be, like, this badass leader is good. But the fact that, like, becoming this fucking, like, overly augmented freak being his avenue to do that, I thought was not good, if that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't get it at all. Also, yeah. David is fucking busted. Already, yeah, he's super like, OP. He's like, oh, I need more, I need more. And he's he like, yeah, he's like addicted. He can't handle uh-huh. And I, I just, I feel like what you needed was you needed an episode where, like, they go on, like, a mission or whatever, and he comes across something that he is not good enough, he doesn't have enough augments for, and so he's like, oh, I need another one. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, this one's gonna, like, actually fuck you up. And he's like, yeah. well, you said that about, like, the last four. And I'm built different. Yeah, right. I, I agree. Like, he should have, like, run into a challenge that really pushed him to his limits. Like, well, I need to be stronger. Here's my issue with it. Is, like, I get, like, I, I know how you feel about Rebecca. I get it. But, like, a thing I like about Rebecca is that it is in this second arc where she has the conversation with David about pushing himself too hard. Right, and right. I just couldn't help but think, Lucy, this is your job. You were supposed to be the one worrying about David. And I wanted to see Lucy have a conversation. Like, I love Rebecca, and I think... I shouldn't have. I should have been way more invested in Lucy this season because Lucy should have been the one sitting on the couch in the penthouse with David talking about how, look, I'm really worried about you. I think you're doing no, too much. Dude. Lucy was such a bitch because David is like, 
you're being super distant and like I don't know what you're even doing all the time. You're not getting in the game with me. Like what's going on? And she just won't tell him what the fuck happened. Yeah. And, he, and he's just sitting there like, oh, okay. Like, and so she's like going around cleaning up loose ends for him, essentially, right? Going around all the or like um, not just like loose ends for him, but also like, like um when she fried the Sokka executive, like Arasaka was like on her ass. And she was killing she was killing Sokka people who were looking for her, essentially. Right. Because she used to be like the sleeper agent for them. Yeah, but like she doesn't bring that up at all with him. I don't know why she doesn't tell him. I cannot fathom why she doesn't because tell then, him. That seems like a super important thing to tell him. Because then, uh, like, I think it's in the finale or close to it, like, they're, like, about to break up. And it's like, bro, why the fuck are you... Uh, and she never gave a reason as to why she couldn't tell him why she made yeah. a reason she did. I, I, I didn't understand that either. I just... To me, it's just like David is already a hardened criminal. Like you just need to tell him. He'll, like he will understand. He'll probably help you. You know, I don't know if he wants that, but whatever. Like I, I just, it's just because Lucy is like the cold, distant stereotype, like the edge lord, and she, I can't tell you because it's like, you know, like I have all these secrets, and you know, if I don't act mysterious, then it ruins my whole character archetype, which is such bullshit in my opinion. But David's like, okay, well, I'm out. And I was totally on board. I was like, yeah, David, this is fucking toxic. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I totally agree. Like, uh, then, And then we're left with Rebecca, like you said. Who I think is still pretty good. Um, but I, again, I, I feel like for the show to be more successful, like it should have been Lucy having those conversations with David and, you know, worrying about him, maybe acting like she gave more of a shit about him. Like, I know she says she cares about David. Her whole, obviously, she fucked over her crew, essentially, to help David. But, like, at the end of the day, I want her to, like, she gotta act like it, I guess. Like, she gotta act, you know, have conversations and fucking talk to him, I guess. Yeah, I mean, this would have been a good time to show that they care about each other before she gets, like, damseled in distress. Just cringe, but whatever. Um, oh, I agree. I agree. Um, another but, another problem. Like I feel like uh, I don't know, man. Ari, oi, chill, chill. Another problem with the time skip was like we get introduced to some new like members of the gang, like fucking cowboy guy. I don't remember his name. Can you say that again? Um, we get introduced to new members of the gang, like cowboy guy. The driver. Oh yeah, Falco. Falco? Falcon? Falco. Like, Falco yeah. was fine. Falco was cool. I mean, I felt like he was just the driver. I don't know. He was chilling. Yeah, but that's just like another example of just like, there's just another guy here. I don't know. I didn't really feel, like, if he it fucking exploded at the end, I don't know if I would have cared. It's like, well, for me, it's like the writers are like, god damn, we really killed everyone. <laughs> we need more crew members, oh, so here's yeah. Falco. Um, there's that time skip. He's got his new gang, and then, like, he has, like, a rookie with him, and the rookie just fucking dies. <laughs> and smart. everyone's like, oh, okay. No, they're like, damn, that was crazy. That? <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> I thought that shit was hilarious. I mean, it's <laughs> funny, but it's like, like this asshole. He's like, let's go. Let's fuck it up. And steps on a landmine and gets paints the wall. I yeah, don't know. it's funny, but it's like... That felt like a waste of time. Why do you even tell me that guy's name? <laughs> well, I don't know. I thought it was like shedding light on the fact that like, like a lot of the rookies that were joining just couldn't keep up, you know? Right. I, okay. I thought it was fine. Um, Maybe I'm being a little harsh, but damn it. I hate it. I really dislike this time skip. Yeah. I think, okay. I didn't dislike the time skip. I think the time skip could have been successful, but I also don't know that they needed it. Because, like you said, the first half of the show is the strongest half. 
And I, I do think they would have been better off just sticking to that. You know? Um, All right, well, anyway. Time skip happens, and so we're at this mm-hmm. point now. And so now we're in a situation where... Well, have you even talked about their fixer? Um, what was his name? The fucking... The guy with three eyes. You know what I'm talking about? You gotta help me out here. Um, anyway, that guy... He... Essentially sets them up into a trap for Arasaka to force him, force David to. Oh my god! Oh hey. hey, wait! Could you not hear me for a second? No, I was talking that whole time. I I don't know what happened. We had some technical issues. I was no, I was saying I was like you were like they have a fixer. I'm like Faraday, and you're like I don't know his name. I said no, that's his name, Faraday, and you're like you got to help me here. I'm like oh my god. Okay, you were losing it. <laughs> Okay, no, sorry. Too. That's really funny. I thought I was losing my mind because my little circle's turning green, and I was like, "Can he not hear me?" Faraday is their fixer. He's got three eyes, and he looks like a fucking mutant. I don't know why he has three eyes. Um, uh, anyway, Faraday sets them up and is essentially backstabbing the gang for to work for Arasaka, and they're gonna force David to put on this super suit and take on Militech so that they can use David as a weapon, essentially. Right. Right. Um. I guess it's a fine plan, but I didn't. I guess I didn't understand what the plan was. Like, yeah, the idea so, was that David goes psycho wearing the super suit, right? Yeah, they're like David has like this, like resistance to cyberpsychosis, so he's the perfect person to test the suit on. We so Faraday gets Kiwi involved. Um, Kiwi fucks over the squad, and the whole plan is like. Uh, Faraday's working with Arasaka to, like, kind of fuck over Militech. And the plan is Arasaka has a fake convoy, and then Faraday, as the fixer, makes David and his crew go after it. The convoy has the, the, the suit that they want to use David as a test subject on. And so David will put the suit on, right? Go crazy and kill... Well, I think their whole thing was, like... he. I don't think the plan was for David to go psycho. Um... Okay. Their whole thing was like, if David goes psycho, we put him down. But um, we put him in a position where he he's like, they thought that maybe he's the best person to handle it. So we put David in the suit. He has to use the suit to, to destroy Militech. And then we send the retrieval squad to get David and the suit back. We bring him back. And now we can use David as a test subject later. Right. right. I just imagine that David would fucking smash whoever showed up. <laughs> No, that was kind of what I was thinking. I was like, you, so David, the plan, the plan is for David to clear out an army and then you're going to go get him. (laughs) After you give him the super upgrade. I didn't really understand because they didn't, because the, at the end, the plan is the Atom Smasher will just handle it, which is pretty fucking cool. But he wasn't a part of the plan. (laughs) Atom Smasher was cool. Um, But but yeah, yeah, I don't know. The whole plan was a little wacky for me. Well, the plan clearly sucks because it did not work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit fell apart real quick. And Fa- oh, Faraday, uh, Faraday and Kiwi team up to snag Lucy because they're like, oh, Lucy's this net, this oh, net runner. That's another thing, dude. So like, I felt like it was a big deal, or it was supposed to be a big deal that Kiwi betrayed the gang. But I didn't even know if Kiwi liked anybody. I didn't really. I don't know. How would you feel about that? Yeah, I mean. 
Kiwi is just like this cold soul, like cold hearted, like very practical character. And I feel two different ways. Like on one hand, I feel like she is the character most likely to betray the team because she is just so cold and practical. Yeah. But I also feel like she's one of the OGs and if she was going to do it, she would have already kind of done it. I don't know. Well, um, another thing is that a, a lot of times these episodes end with like big stingers or whatever, like big things that happen. So you wouldn't watch the next one, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the episodes is like the big thing is that Faraday makes a deal with Kiwi to betray the squad. So you got to watch the next episode. But that was just like whatever for me. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I thought it was a big deal just because I was like, I did not. Ex- I didn't really expect her to do it. To be fair, um, like, and why? to take me by surprise. But I, I guess, in hindsight, it makes the most sense. She's the one to do it. I guess money. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I to me, I was just like, well, what you know, what's gonna happen next, sort of thing. So I gotta watch the next one. Right. Um, I mean, I gotta finish the show. We have a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn, is that really how you felt? You're just like, I just gotta get through. Oh, no, no, it's not true. I have felt yeah. that about some stuff, but not this for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, here, so here's the thing. So basically, um, Lucy kind of gets away and uh, gets recaptured. and But she has enough time to call David and say, look, they're, they want to plug you into the suit. Don't do it. Um, but also, I'm, they fucking got me. Oh, well, the first they, they, brain, they like mind control her. I didn't realize what happened here. They like hacked her brain to tell David. To... I think. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He like plugs into her and like uses her voice. I think it was Faraday who was talking, but they, he was like plugged into her to like use her voice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so they tell David. Like, she's like, David, put on the suit. You're such a Chad. Yeah. And then All he right. does it. And then she like calls. <laughs> it's funny because she like calls him. Is like, don't put on the suit. Don't install the software. It's bad. And David's already like a fucking potato in his rib cage. <laughs> Yeah, he's like he's plugged into that shit. His arms, his real arms and legs are just gone. Like this dude is just yeah. a meat potato plugged into a mech suit at this point. And I guess that's like the rest of his existence. I don't know. I kind of like understood like the idea of like David, David and his augmentations before he was still like, I don't know, like resembled a person. Like I don't know, like David, I don't, how are you gonna fuck Lucy in this crazy mech suit now? Like I don't, you'll never return to like a regular life. I don't know. The point. I think that was kind of the point. Was like he's becoming more machine than man. He's taking- yeah, um, which Adam Smasher just did, but cooler. And <laughs> yeah, he's so, like a fucking goofy Roblox character. Well, yeah, and so I didn't love. So I thought the action in this show was so good, but I just did not love the action when David was plugged into the suit because essentially he's just a walking tank. So he's just shooting people, running them over, and like grab smashing them. And it was just so much more interesting to me when he was, like, running around with the San Vistian. And, like, he was a lot more, like, natural. And, like, like yeah, the fighting yeah. was just cool. But the grab smash was fucking sick every time he did it. <laughs> Dude, when he's... Yeah, it was cool. Dude, when he grab <laughs> smashes Faraday and, like, his, like, leg pops off. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that, it's cool. I'm, I'm gonna give this show this one. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the localized gravity well was pretty cool. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and it's funny just because he was like he would turn to San Vistian on, and he was again like just he was basically had more in common with Optimus Prime than you or me at this point, yeah. and he was just like zipping around, just smearing these people against the ground. I mean, he was super strong. It was cool, um, but again, I just thought it was a lot cooler earlier on when like 
I don't know. I guess the scale of everything was just kind of crazy. In my oh, opinion. yeah. I mean, this show fell apart after the time skip. Sure. <laughs> I mean, fucking in every regard, basically. Damn. Damn. Uh, I, I, I'm surprised to hear you not like this show as much like after the time skip. For me, it was this last episode that really did it for me. Like, I think the time skip was like the seed. It was like, yeah. oh, here. Uh-oh. Well, it was a, it was like here a fork go. in the road. It was like, like they, it's like they kind of, um, I don't want to say threw away, but like kind of set everything that made the first half of the show successful to the side. And it's like, well, now what are you going to do? You're kind of like starting from, you're starting from nothing again. So where are you going to go? And then they, it just wasn't as good. Uh, but anyway, I, we keep saying that. And so basically David's whole thing is like, he's going to go and save Lucy. And I mean, he essentially just shows up and he's going crazy. Cause like. Rebecca is just like pumping this dude full of these yeah. inhibitors. Like it is ridiculous. He's like gushing blood out of his nose because he's just got so many roids in his body at this point. It's fucking disgusting. Um, so but, now, yeah, yeah, he's on a mission to go save Lucy. So now Adam he's got Smasher is just like sitting on a sofa in the corner of the Arasaka executive room. He's like, yeah, I'll handle it, whatever. Um, yeah, so he's on a mission to go save Lucy, the damsel in distress. And it's like, I don't know. I didn't really care. But, well, I mean, we yeah, so I agree. So Falco and Rebecca are like in the shit. They're just trying to survive. And then basically but, David shows up, smashes Faraday, grabs Lucy and runs away from Adam Smasher to like get her clear. And I hated this part. So it's like L- David and Lucy are falling in slow motion out the side of Arasaka Tower. And it's playing like this like really like happy music that was like the same music that he and Lucy had when they were on the moon. And it's supposed to be like this big moment because she like kisses him and like snaps him out of his cyber psychosis. And it's like this big thing and they're playing like this really happy music. And the music basically continues for the rest of this, like for the rest of the show. And for me, it's just like for a show that's done so well, like playing like music that fits the situation perfectly. I did not understand this decision. Because it's like, David, you are clearly still fucked. Like, this situation is like far from... like he finally fixed. get his girlfriend back. And yeah, it's like, this situation is far from fixed. And well, here, Here's another thing. Uh, uh, back to the pacing. Because it's like, it's supposed to be this huge deal. He finally got his girlfriend back. But realistically, she's been gone for like 20 minutes. So yeah. when they reconnect, it's like, okay. Well, like, it's because like, she, were... like, she was going to die. Yeah, well... He obviously he still loves her, and I think the whole thing was like, okay, she's like probably not gonna die now. Well, they were gonna break up before this, too, which is another. Well, he thing. was like, should we break up? And she was like, no, I don't want to break up. We're it's gonna go those different ways until she got fucking snatched. It's complicated. Um, and anyway, well, because she says like she's like, okay, I thought this was like kind of cute, but. This is like the only time I feel like I saw Lucy kind of like have emotion where she was like, I got to go handle this thing. But please, like, like, I will see you at home. Like, please wait up for me. And then it like flashes to like David sitting on the couch and the sunrise. And he was like waiting for her all night. That right. was like the closest yeah. thing to affection yeah, yeah. in their relationship. Yeah, that was so cute. That was so that. cute when she wasn't fucking home. Well it was, no, well, it was it was cute that she said that. And then it was fucking sad whenever she didn't come yeah, back. Yeah, it was real got, sad that she was she still got a bitch. Back. <laughs> I, I'm trying to give this show credit where I feel like credit is due, but it is super not perfect. I agree. Like I already said before, Lucy was not great. Um, and I don't think this reunion between them is that great at the end. Like I, again, I get it. Um, 
But it's just like so happy. It's like this. You guys are so fucked. Like you have no reason to be playing this music. And they do. They get fucked. Like basically, Adam Smasher comes out of nowhere, smashes Rebecca. I mean, just fucking ices her on the spot. I mean, it was. I'm sure you Dude, love that. That was awesome. <laughs> I know you love that. That was fucking. Aw- he came from the high heavens to well, fucking destroy her. I, you know, I was sad to see Rebecca die, but. Also, I was just like, Adam Smasher does not give a fuck. And that is so cool. Like, he came out of orbit and just stomped her. And it, it was brutal to see, like, this character that clearly cared a lot about David. Like, it shows her brain, like, smashed at the side of her head. And I'm just like, oh, my God. It was brutal. Um, and then he just, like, I thought it was funny because he, like, smashes Rebecca and Falco, who's like, I'm like, oh, he's still here. Like, he just, like, like barely taps Falco and, like, sends him, like, flying. Um, and then... I mean, he just beats the shit out of David, like rips everything off, and well, that's, that, is a, that is something that I liked was that Adam Smasher was like obviously way better. I like he was a that. fucking beast. Yeah, like there's no way David could compete, and yeah. Adam and it's funny because Adam Smasher's like David like gets a few shots, and Adam Smasher's like, okay, I'm done with this, and just dismantles him. <laughs> yeah. Like rips his arms off. Yeah, and yeah, David is just reduced. No, to being, dude, like, he was like. Dude, wasn't it like a like I think someone got hurt and he David was like, "Oh, are you okay?" And then fucking Adam Smasher shot him in the chest, and he was like, <laughs> "Are you distracted?" Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, uh, I think it was like Falco or someone like gets hurt and yeah, David's like, "Okay," and then uh, Adam Smasher's like, "Can you afford to be distracted right now?" And shoots him in the chest with a shotgun. <laughs> that was cool. Dude, he's icy. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, he just beats David's ass. It's not even really a contest. And um, David's like laughing because like Lucy got away and he's like, this is the ending that I, you know, deserve or whatever. And here's my thing. Um, So basically the show ends with David getting killed. Lucy gets away and then Lucy goes to the moon and gets away from it all. And she's like the one who got away. Right. She that's the show. She made it Um, out. She made it out. So here's my thing. I think it is. So this, this whole last episode felt really rushed, but particularly in David's death. Like, first of all, it's playing this happy song the whole time. I don't understand it. And like, well, he's happy because he wanted her to achieve her dream or whatever. So it's a happy ending for him. Yeah, but it's also pretty fucked up and sad the way David's going out. And I just feel like they killed David so unceremoniously. Like, basically, Adam Smasher just, like, blows his head off, and then we never see him again. And when you compare that to how I think artistically Maine's death was done, Maine's death should not be more impactful than the main protagonist's death. You know? They should have been playing the same music that they had going when Maine died and given David far more time in the spotlight to go out. And I actually, I, just, I actually kind of, I didn't mind it that much. I, I liked it, I think, more than you did. I think it was I, more just like, he was, it was like a death like any part of the crew. Like a fucking uh, Rebecca just, got dick smashed. It just felt like such a, no, I get it. Like, it just felt like such a wasted opportunity. And yeah, it was like a death like any part of the crew. But to us as the audience, the show was about him. And to see him die just so unceremoniously, I think it's crazy. I get Rebecca. She got smashed, but it's like, just, I mean, I, I like Rebecca, but she was just Rebecca. She's not, the show isn't about Rebecca, you know? And Maine, who isn't even, a, who wasn't even our main protagonist, had such a great death. It's like, how, how are you going to like not at least give David like an equal amount of attention, you know? Which is why I feel like either David should have 
died with that same like execution in mind or maybe just gotten like super fucked up and maybe still made it out i don't know um, I don't know. I, no, David had to die. David had to die there. I'm fine with yeah. There's no I'm way he makes it out. Um, yeah. Ah, uh, dude, it's just like, like Adam Smasher just blows his head off, and then it goes to the next scene. I'm like, so that's it? That's all we're getting? Yeah, that is it. That was David's dream, right? He said his dream was to make Lucy's dream come true, which is super stupid, but that's what it, that's what it was. Uh, I, mean, I mean, his mom was like, "Oh, you have so much potential." I guess his fucking potential was to be. Lucy's bitch. I mean, he's <laughs> Tim. I mean, I think he was happy because like he helped Lucy survive. But I mean, and so this is why I also think maybe David should have. I'm glad Adam Smasher won because Adam Smasher is a total badass. I kind of wish David had maybe fucked Adam Smasher up a little bit more because realistically, I almost feel like Adam like he's gonna be like you know, hey, I'm happy Lucy got away. You know, this is how I'm going out. And Adam Smasher's like, yeah, when I'm done with you, I'm chasing them down and killing them next. And like. <laughs> There's no, there's no way he's not going to achieve that goal. He's well, like, yeah, that's another thing. Lucy does not get away. No. I, I was going to bring that up. Um, Adam Smasher like, is essentially John Wick in a cyber in a cyborg body. Well, he has the San the Sanvesti the the time thing. San Vestian. He's got everything. Like, he's got like the latest model of everything. Yeah. So like <laughs> he blows his head off, and then he catches up to Lucy in like a second. I, know, I thought this shit was so funny because David is like zipping around with a San Vestian, and then. Uh, and then Adam Smasher is doing it too, and David is like, "You have a Sanvistian too," and Adam Smasher is like, "A rudimentary augmentation." <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> that was the Adam Smasher was fucking dope. Oh yeah, for I sure. They did so well with him. But that's another yeah. thing. Is like, like, especially with the way they set it up. If Adam Smasher shows up, you're not living. That's the situation. Mm-hmm. Which I saw some people talking about this, which is fair. Because, like, in the game, you kill Adam Smasher, and it's just like, how strong is V? Because David was in, like, the super suit and lost. And you just, like, kill Adam Smasher like a pistol. Yeah, lore wise, as long as you got your crit build going. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) For real. So, I don't know. I thought that was funny. But yeah, Adam Smasher in the show was done really, really well. He was so cool. Um,. But yeah, that's basically how the show ends, and then it it ends with us seeing Lucy on the moon, and she got away, which is like fine, whatever. But and there's also nothing on the goddamn moon. That's like, another thing that was like, like a moon base. So that's confusing it. to me. It was like moon tours. There's people like frolicking around on the moon. It's like bro, what? What the fuck is even here for you to do? <laughs> well, I guess I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't understand. Like, because like the whole idea of like living on the moon and there being basically like settlers there is pretty interesting to me but it's it's like why do you need moon tours you have brain dances of moon tours and like brain dances are essentially like doing the thing right it's he not like they are yeah it's like he experienced the moon so to me it's like i don't understand this concept of like tours being a thing on the moon i, I feel like it makes more sense if it's just like this fucking outpost i don't know and it's like kind of shitty but lucy appreciates it because yeah, she and she's like doing some like simple gardening or something. Like yeah, it's something really yeah. simple to progress her community. And yeah. she's away from. And she's also just standing culture. there. I I wish they had showed Lucy like doing some basic shit. And it's just like oh, like these are fucking trailblazers, and they don't have time to worry about Arasaka, you know? Yeah. Kind of I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it does really fumble it at the end. Um, like well, that last that's episode the show. was rough. Yeah, that's the show. 
I will um, say, like, um, I mean, the second, I think, like, the second half was, half was a little bit more rough, but I do want to say, like, a huge saving grace of this show is, like, the music, incredible voice acting, the action was awesome. I do think this show has a lot to offer, even though it's not perfect. Uh, definitely not perfect at the end. Do you want to just, like, give some closing thoughts and maybe give our ratings? Okay, let's do it. Um, this show does so many things right and so many things wrong that makes it so frustrating to talk about. But, um, like, animation and art style, fantastic. Soundtrack, fantastic. Voice acting, pretty good. Didn't... I, I don't know if it was the writing or the voice acting for Lucy, but I felt like... Did you watch the dub or the sub? I watched the, uh, the sub. Okay, I watched the dub. Um, she was very... That's like, interesting. Maybe I, need to re- maybe I need to re-watch it with the dub. Well, the dub was cool because they used all the... Um, like cyberpunk terms. Yeah. That's why I watched the dub. Like cool. gonk. They said gonk. Yeah. I mean they say they say that in um they 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 have like the subtitles saying that in the sub too. Right. Um yeah. maybe I just didn't like Lucy a lot, but we went over that. Um I do think it was a writing issue. I the think characters I think are awesome. very hit or miss uh when it comes for me at least. And the pacing in this show really sucks. I think things move move way too fast. For, like for me to feel invested into it except with like some things like i really like david and i really like Maine. um but the pacing and the structure of the show i felt like it was super borked um but even though i say that you also get quality every single episode there's no like filler or anything nothing bad to say on that end um if you would have asked me how i felt like after episode six i would have gave this show like a nine but then, after like all of it, I feel like I'm down to like a seven. Um, I think those last couple episodes are like super dragging and emphasize like all the wrong things for me. So I'm gonna stick with a seven on this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I totally agree. I I was actually thinking like this is like a nine, a nine and a half after episode six. Um, I will say like I think there are like issues that stand out as like an obstacle to Zach maybe a little bit more than me. Um, I think things like pacing and the crew were better than I think Zach perceived it. I think a huge part of it is just kind of going to be like your preference. And like, I don't want to say that this form of writing is wrong. I think it is just a, coming down to like, if that's something you like, are you fine with like the faster pace? Because I don't think they do it poorly. I think it's just like, if you're getting into this and you want a story that's going to like, be longer and everything like that you may not like it as much but i thought for what it was they actually did a really good job and i i did not expect i i went into the show thinking like the pacing is going to be rough and i was surprised that it wasn't more like it didn't stand out to me as an issue more um i again i agree with zach like after episode six i think things are rough but it's not as good i don't think things got rough until the last last episode uh so I was going to give it like a nine. I think I think this show just has a lot to offer. It's really fun to watch. The music is great. In terms of just entertainment value, there's a lot there. And one thing that I think is pretty strong about uh, having this many characters that I think they do a pretty good job with is like, there's something kind of for everyone. Like I think everyone's going to fucking love Maine. David's a strong protagonist. Some people might like like Rebecca more. You know, there's going to be like other characters and things that people find more interesting than others. I think it does juggle 
for 10 episodes what's a pretty large cast of characters decently well i'm gonna give it an eight and a half out of ten i think this show does a lot well and the ending is lackluster but i also feel like that first six episodes is almost like so self-contained that it's like just super successful so i think it is worth watching uh so i'm gonna give it an eight and a half out of ten i think studio trigger has a lot to be proud of in this uh in this show so all right, and I guess we're not getting an episode or a season two because everyone's yeah. fucking dead. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we'll have to see about that. I, I kind of hope they don't. I don't know. I think this is just like a really successful standalone piece. If they did it a season two, it'd have to be about like a new cast of characters, I would think, right? I think I'd be fine with that. Like, if they did like a different legend from the cyberpunk lore, like, because they don't like they go to afterlife, right? And they have all those drinks named after all those different people. What um, would be pretty cool is. They like this is a huge thing in the game, but also they talk about it in the show where it's like during the huge civil war which formed the new United States, there's like this crazy hacker named Bart something Bartmus who basically crashes the net and fractures the whole thing and creates like all the like the AI goes corrupt and you can't go into the old net anymore because of that. I think like a pre new US in USA show would be kind of cool or like maybe like a season or something like summarizing the events of how it all happens because it sounds pretty gritty and fucked like people talk about it in the game too about like being in these like crazy floating panzers in mexico while you're hearing about like the ai ravage like the east coast over the radio things like that so yeah i feel like there's a lot of potential here but we'll just have to see yeah like we said, like Cyberpunk's universe, like world building is the most successful part. So I think it does set them up for like a lot of creative freedom with what they want to do. So we'll have to see. Well, guys, thank you for listening to this episode of the Quality Control Show. And uh, we, will. we will definitely catch you next time. Yeah. See you guys. Peace.